Hey everybody, welcome back to Point Break Minute, where we point out the moments and break down the minutes of Point Break one minute at a time. I'm Marin Kennedy. And I'm Jessa Lowe. And I am Niall McGowan from Bat Minute 89. Bat Minute 89. Thank you for coming on, Niall. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm actively ecstatic to be here because, like, I've done a few guest spots in different, you know, movies by minutes, and they've all been good. But it's like, oh, do you want to come and talk about Spider-Man? It's like, oh, yeah, fine. Do you want to talk about The Matrix? Like, yeah, oh, The Matrix is good. And then it's like, do you want to come and talk about Point Break? And it's like, dear God, yes, I want to talk about Point Break <laughs> yes. all the time. That's, that's, <laughs> so, that's why we started this. We just, awesome. it's, there's so much to talk about in Point Break. <laughs> uh, and you, you uh, when I, we were uh, sort of questing, seeing who we wanted to be on the show, you posted the gif of... Gary Busey and Keanu Reeves doing the surfer dude warrior pose arms yeah. <laughs> in the office. And uh, that's what we have uh, coming up right now. Do you want to break down the minute, Jessa? Yeah. So this is minute 14. And minute 14 begins with Keanu saying, uh, traveling on the money, going where the waves are. And then Busey says that's right jumps on the desk that's right hiya the ex <laughs> yeah the ex presidents rip off banks to finance their endless summer in those just the weirdest accent i don't know what he's trying to go for there um <laughs> yeah I, I this is this is a come up in earlier minutes with uh with the ex presidents their uh, bank heist people doing voices that i'm not really sure i mean i guess it's supposed to be a surfer dude voice but it doesn't sound like that at all to me i thought he was doing like a a general dramatic flourish in some yeah i can see that just sort of a dramatic i'm you know doing a bit here yeah yeah. Yeah. i was wondering as well though because i'm assuming what he's referring to there in endless summer is referring to the movie at like the documentary film endless summer which was like oh like out in the 60s is a thing about surfers and uh, I've never seen oh, it myself, wow. so I was like, maybe there's like, is there a guy in that who sort of talks like this all the time? <laughs> like, what, what's he <laughs> oh, going I, for? I actually, uh, I didn't, I don't even know about that. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I have no idea. I didn't know that was, that was a thing he might have been referencing. But that's a good point. Mm. It's, uh, I'm gonna have to look that up now. <laughs> uh, I will say though, that, uh, I'll quickly put in as well because I've caught up with the the show because I've been like, oh, great, I better. Mm-hmm. But uh, not to, to just haul you back to things from before, but because uh, I was listening today to Minute 8, and uh, mm-hmm. there was the big discussion about the dye pack. And I have to say, because yeah. it's yes. definitely a dye pack, because uh, my uncle awesome. works in a, a major bank in Dublin, and uh, uh-huh. he, is, he has dealt with several robberies. And he says, like, that's really? exactly what dye packs do. Like, um, he's seen robbers, like, run out the door. And all of a sudden, you'll just hear a massive bang, and they'll come back, and just they'll be paint absolutely or die absolutely everywhere, and it's it's designed to spread as far as it can. So like everything, you know, whoever's nearby and whatnot, like you know, whoever potentially could be affiliated with the robbery is actually you know touched wow. by it. So I was just so it, at the it, time I was in the supermarket listening to it. I was like, oh, I know all about this because he's told me all these stories about like how much of a nightmare. And apparently, it gets nearly. It's like insanely difficult to get off you. So like even if you went and went and changed your clothes and showered and stuff, you still have traces of it on your like where if it hits your skin, that's it for like days on end basically. Like it's nearly impossible to get off. Wow. So interesting. It, it, the dye pack would kind of 
burst apart the cash, the, the, the wad of cash. Yeah, yeah. And imagine like they probably would have... Um... It might, it might even be genuine money. It could be like the dive pack itself is literally attached to a wad of bills that it, that's counterfeit money. So like you know, it doesn't uh, matter that yeah. it goes up, but it's 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 all there. It's the, you know that's its sole purpose is to be destroyed basically. But uh, mm-hmm. as for that whole oh Ron, we've got Nancy on the line. Don't know, don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> yeah. Even when I was last watching the movie, I was like. I don't, I don't. I don't get that. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're yeah, well, talking about. I, I, I think it's. I must be their code or something. Mm. Uh, but and as we also discussed in that, I think Nixon is kind of the showman of the group. Yeah, it could be he, potentially he likes... like it's a. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a slightly kind of misogynist kind of bro thing to say of like this is this is the thing that's gonna ruin their good time is this die pack oh. and by him oh, saying yeah. like Nancy's on the line it's like oh the old ball and chains calling you here like that kind of yeah maybe that's what they're going for but. Yeah, it could be that just like the, the you know, the uh, the, the, the ex-presidents aren't like the, the wittiest robbers in the world. <laughs> no, no, yeah. they're not. Uh, yeah, I, I sort of, uh, we can get back to this minute soon, but that does uh, sort of, yeah, we've been looking at sort of female roles in this movie and, you know, uh, there's kind of a mixture. Uh, we get to sort of, you know, we, we're just, we haven't gotten to the main female role yet, but mm. seeing the, the background women is... Uh, so far, kind of not not the best portrayed. Yeah, um, yeah. In this movie. Well, like uh, you know, we'll get will be you know that's spoilers for later in the week, but uh, <laughs> yeah. or later yeah. in these minutes. But we may in fact be talking about the the, the main it, female lead, perhaps, yes. perhaps. <laughs> anyway, back to uh, Gary Busey and Keanu Reeves in the the, the office. Um, what else did you do? You have anything about that? Jessa? Yeah. So they jump up on the desk. Uh, well, I should say Gary Busey. Yeah sprightly jumps up onto the desk um like surprisingly sprightly Mm. and then keanu holds up his little flyer and back and kind of assumes the surfer pose but just sitting um and then they just go "Ah!" (laughs) i think or Uh, (laughs) i I very specifically thought it was uh like Keanu is pretty much Keanu is I'll be back as his whoa yes yeah. that's what it was yeah because uh, it's actually weirdly enough when I was on the the Matrix minute I my first minute with them was Keanu's whoa so I'm like geez this guy yeah. <laughs> I've actually got my old notes because I, when I was on with them I took down there's a list you can get of every time Keanu Reeves has said whoa in a movie so I was like I can't just recycle the old notes from another show and come on and be like. Oh yeah, you've, uh, in case you didn't know, he says it in all these movies. But uh, that's, <laughs> that's pretty cool. And w- was this moment part of that? Uh, it was. It was the first one, I believe. It was the first one. Yeah, it's a big whoa. And actually, maybe, no, it, it wouldn't have been the first one because they did show extensive. It's a it's a YouTube clip. They show extensive uh, clips from Bill and Ted, where it's like yeah. <laughs> it must be about forty times. It's the two of them just going whoa over and over <laughs> and over again. This this is kind of a moment where his his Theodore Logan shows a little bit. Yeah, I think he, he uh, it comes out. Mm. Yeah, oh, that kind of reminds me of like the Owen Wilson video montage of him going. <laughs> wow, wow. wow. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> this, I'm 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 genuinely like impressed with the uh, with Busey here because like you said like yeah he's sprightly because the guy has visibly got like a gut on him as well. And like I, yeah. I couldn't do that. Like today, I couldn't have done that when I was John of Utah's age. Like it would have, it would have yeah, completely wiped me out. Right up on that desk like a frog. Yeah. Although apparently, Busey does say that he has like 
several black belts. Like, he's supposed to, has, like, he's supposed to have black belts oh, in, like, really? Hapkaido and something called Jailhouse Rock, which I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, yeah, I, I believe him, yeah. I guess. I mean, he's, I, would, I could imagine him getting into that. Mm. And I wouldn't be completely surprised if this was also at least a tad cocaine fuel. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but. he, uh, yeah, he, you know, He's getting pretty energetic here. Yeah, I was I was actually genuinely curious whether maybe he had a body double for that jump, <laughs> but I don't think so. I think it was too quick of a moment to get a body double in there. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if there were some outtakes though where he he ate it a few times. <laughs> like, no, I have to get this right. <laughs> I have to get the jump perfectly. Aww. I hope not though. He looked. You know, he didn't look like he. I can, I can imagine it might have been like a, a one take situation where it was like, yeah, he did that unscripted, and they're like, Christ, just just print the scene, don't go again because you don't know what he might do in the next take. Don't want you to get hurt here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you never know what he's gonna do next. So you just kind of get what you can and go yeah. with it. <laughs> Maybe he was trying to go along with sort of the extreme nature of the movie because you know, like Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves do some some stunts later on that. You know, maybe he wanted to be a little part of that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, I can do this I, too. I can do, I can do my desk jump. Yeah. So after they do their, whoa, then it cuts to this little boy at a surf shop with a 90 center part, kind of re- reminiscent of Leonardo DiCaprio's hair. Mm, mm. And he's, he's handwriting a receipt to Keanu Reeves saying, hey, man, a lot of guys your age are learning to surf. It's cool. There's nothing wrong with it. And then Keanu Reeves is super indignant and says, I'm 25. I'm 25. And he's holding his hot pink Lisa Frank surfboard. <laughs> and Maren, did you have anything you wanted to say about this little boy? Yes, unfortunately, uh, in my research, I discovered that this uh, this boy um, uh, named, uh, his character is 15 in the movie. And I think that's because he was 15 years old. And the actor's name is Christopher Pettiet or Pettier, Pettit. Um, Probably Pettier. Yeah, and he unfortunately has passed away. Uh, he died at age twenty-four of a drug overdose. Mm. Um, so, R.I.P. Christopher <laughs> Pettier. The thing is, I, I was um, extra upset when uh, when I read that because I was so ready to hate this kid. Like I was like, uh-huh. I had so many complaints about oh this little shit. Like, who the hell does he think he is? And then it's like, oh, the, the actor died. It's like, oh. It's funny. I, I actually, I quite like this character. He's, I like, I mean, maybe I just, I like the way he does the character for sure. I mean, he's kind of a, a little shit, but yeah. I mean, he's, he's, you know, I just get the feeling he really knows, uh, you know, what, what the deal is with surfing. And he sees this guy wearing a suit mm. and like, you know, perfectly combed hair and just like. And he's actually, you know, he could have been mean to him, but he's saying, you know, good for you. Yeah, I mean, I guess you, you do see you know, people you, who do get, you know, uh, are, are particularly uh, intolerant of people who don't know how to surf, like, like in co- upcoming minutes. But it, We will see that shortly, yes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know, I, uh, I think it's more like, I'm just, like maybe it's my, my own bitter and jaded nature, but it's just like... Because, you know, this kid, yeah, he's called 15. He, does, he looks a lot younger than 15 to me. Yeah, he does look younger I was than thinking 15, maybe but he, he was 12 He was something. born in uh, 1976, yeah. so I guess he might have been 14 mm. when this was filmed. But it, it just seems like any kid coming to you with sort of, like, 
you know, not so much like, oh, the, the loads of people your age are getting into it. It's like, okay, that's a little, it's kind of insulting to Johnny Utah. It's like, I'm only 25, you know, but. It's definitely condescending. Yeah. Uh, but it's, but it's, it's kind of, yeah, he's kind of condescending in a, pol- in a more polite way, mm-hmm. at least. But it's, 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 it's his follow up, though, of uh, that, you know, like, oh, you know, surfing's the source, it'll change your life and all this. And it's like, what the hell is this kid know? Like, he's only... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what does a he good know point. about changing your life? Like, Change your life, swear to God. Like, maybe was he like, oh, you know, when I was nine, I was addicted to drugs, but then <laughs> surfing changed it all for me. Like, yeah, he, does, he does put on this air of, like, the wise surfer, and he's... Like, what is... You know, maybe he's been surfing his whole life, mm-hmm. but he still has a very short life. It could be, like, he was, yeah. like, tweak in South Park or something before. He just had, like, that stand-up jittery hair, and just, like, his life was nothing but stress, and then... Well, there could be, like, I would say it might be because, you know, he's obviously working in this shop. He's probably run into Bodhi. And I imagine Bodhi coming out with something like that. To, he probably saw him, saw, like, oh, how cool he yeah. is. And then it's just like, I'll just say what he says. And it's just yeah. like, yeah, he's just parroting back what Keanu's going to get firsthand, uh, you, know, you know, shortly in the film. So it, uh, totally. it's, almost, it's almost like a bit of foreshadowing in that way, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could definitely picture this kid, you know, hanging out with the older surfers and just kind of picking up what they say. Yeah. Because it's such, it's such like, like an older person thing to say. Yeah. Like, it'll change your life. Mm. Um, a, but I'm curious whether this surf shop is, like, the cool surf shop or if this is just, like, the first, like, touristy shirt surf shop that Gary Busey or Keanu Reeves knew about. So, like, okay, let's just go there. Um. I'd, I'd say it probably is that because, as we see, like later on, like Keanu's boards referred to as was like a, ch- a checkerboard piece of shit and stuff like that. It probably is yeah. like th- at, at this point, he doesn't seem to realize like, oh, you're going to have to properly learn how to surf and stuff. So I think that they are very much just like, oh, just go pick up a board and then, like, oh, they're all the same. Who cares? Like that kind of yeah, they've the, the not quite got into the, the yeah, the, you know, the undercover nuance of it just yet. Yeah, as we see later in the minute, he, Keanu Reeves is not totally on board with this plan yet. He uh, he does not want to go all the way. Uh, but I, I wanted to say one more thing. Uh, I, I was trying to figure out what uh, he was buying. I mean, I guess he bought the surfboard there, but he also has a plastic bag. And you see later, Gary Busey and Keanu Reeves both have plastic bags. And I'm wondering, is that like the, the surf wax or mm. That'd be snack? my guess. It'd yeah. be surf wax. <laughs> like, imagine... Uh... Pappas at some point wanting to pick up his uh, one of his meatball sandwiches as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, he, yeah. So his, he, his, his, uh, it's his life force. Yeah, his plastic bag full of meatball sandwiches. I see. He sells me every <laughs> time. Too. Like uh, even when I was, wa- I rewatched the film there last Friday, and it, knew it was at night, and it's like it's going to be trouble here because like about I don't know what, like halfway through the film, he pitches this meatball sandwich, and every time I'm like. Fuck, I'd go for one of those. Like, it sounds pretty good. Like, yeah. he's, he's really sold <laughs> yeah. this to me just by mentioning I it. Can, I can almost always go for a meatball sub, yeah. even though it's not always a good idea to. Mm. And it's, it seems as well, like, he's there's no frills about when it comes up as well. There's no, like, you know, if you go into, like, a Subway and you get the meatball sub there, it's always like, what salad do you want? And do you want it with cheese and toast? Yeah. But this is just, like, it's just the meat and the bread and the sauce. And that yeah. doesn't, doesn't care about your jalapenos or anything like that. Just give me the damn meatball yeah. sub. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the meatball it's... sub's in a much, much later minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, enough about that. Uh, I just wanted to say a little more about the kid before we move on. Uh, Christopher Petier, uh, yeah, born in 1976, died uh, 
2000. Aww. He was also, uh, he was in some other big movies. He was in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead uh, in the same year as Point Break. Uh, and he was also in a movie called Carried Away, which also featured Gary Busey. Oh. Really? So, he's a collaborator of, of Busey's, I guess. <laughs> And uh, his last his last credit was Judging Amy Uh-oh. in 1999. So he, I feel like he could have had a promising career. Mm. So, well, apparently, like I, probably... I think they, they say he, I think he was a friend of um, DiCaprio and, and Matt Damon and that whole crowd. So he could have been potentially, what you know, yeah. within that uh, that sphere at least. I don't know. I, I, yeah, he's in that, I know they, that generation. Yeah, yeah. I know, like DiCaprio. I'm not too sure if they're still active, but remember, he used to have. But uh, like it's guaranteed nowadays wouldn't be viewed too uh, too highly as the the pussy posse like him and his friends going around just picking up chicks and just generally been yeah. kind of sleazeballs basically. But you know this this yeah. kid could have been potentially one of the one of the one of, part of the pussy posse. Yeah, yeah. When he got older, he definitely he's definitely very handsome. It looks like he would have fit right in with that group mm. in a nineties way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in the '90s, I mean the hair, the yeah. middle part. Yeah, and uh, it's a it's a it's a kind of almost like an androgynous style because like if you told me that this mm-hmm. was like, oh, that's like a young Kristen Stewart, I would have been like, oh, right, yeah, <laughs> totally, yeah, I totally see that, yeah, totally. Yeah. I thought the same thing. Like it could have been a young girl. Like if he doesn't quite have the yeah. I think there was a, a very very uh, sexually ambiguous. Yeah, yeah. I think there might have just been a thing in like that eight like that era because I remember in. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Airborne, the the oh, terrible thing I saw when I was a kid, but it's uh, got Seth Green in it. Oh. It's about like a surfer kid who moves out to Alaska, and he, you know he. Goes, oh, oh, I've, I've with seen Johnny that. Tsunami or something. Yeah, I think it's he, he moves to Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati. Right? Sorry, it's going up, but Alaska is completely different kind of. Yeah, he moves. Yeah, he moves away from the shore basically. And uh, yeah, um, yeah, I remember that too. But I remember that like Seth Green's in that. And he has, a, he's ostensibly wearing, like, he wears a beret, and he's very much got, like, a, a bob girl, like, a, a woman's haircut. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, it was in mm-hmm. style at the time. It was just like, yeah, this young boys, teenagers were just like, yeah, just have your kind of bob haircuts and stuff. And I guess you kind of see it in, like, yeah. Last Action Hero, that kid as well. He has a kind of little, uh, not quite yeah, quite as bad, so- severe as this, uh, uh, either of these two, but along the same vein, potentially. Yeah, sign of the times. And I actually have an interesting article um, about that specific hairstyle. Oh, um, perfect timing. Yeah, so... The, Jessa is a hairstylist. I think we've established that earlier okay. on. Okay. Yes. Um, so, this article is titled, Why So Many 90s Heartthrobs Had the Same Hair? Um, and it's from uh, the website Racked, which has a lot of um, hair, makeup, and fashion like history stuff on it. Articles by somebody named uh, Chavi Lieber or Shavy Lieber. Um, and basically, it's just talking about that little weird bob thing where it's parted down the middle. It's like thick, shiny, almost greasy, shiny, messy. Um, and that it originated sometime in the late 80s and was ubiquitous all through the uh, throughout the 90s and then slowly petered out at the turn of the millennium. And it, they're basically talking about how um, a lot of, like, the heartthrobs and um, the uh, hero characters in Disney movies, like, uh, is it John Smith and Pocahontas? Oh, yeah, I remember that. 
Um, and uh, why? Atlantis. I remember he had a. Oh yeah, the guy in Atlantis had this haircut. Um, and they even mock the haircut in Shrek too with Prince Charming. He has that hero hair. Mm. Um, so basically, um, they are saying that the hero hair is kind of a reflection of um says you can't have hair like that as a man if you don't have a lot of testosterone a thick mane on a young man meant he was fertile he was capable of reproducing high testosterone doesn't just mean thick beautiful hair it also means that you probably have muscle tone you probably are strong so it's kind of like a subconscious message that like this is the the good, sexy, strong guy. Yeah, I'm so manly I can have a woman's haircut and still be manly. <laughs> exactly. And it's also um, called the butt cut. Uh, <laughs> I just realized. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's a little history behind the butt cut. Excellent. Uh, I'm fairly certain so, like, of my memories of, of the 90s. I think like most of my friends had that haircut like i think it was just a thing that was everywhere and i think a lot of it might have been down to uh the convenience because it's borderline like a bowl haircut like it's a thing your parents could do for cheap of just plopping a bowl in your head and cutting around totally you part it in the center done like that kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah definitely it's definitely a convenient easy to do haircut Mm. um so that that was probably another reason why why everybody had it then, and probably a reason why like surfers and stuff would have it too. Is like it's long; you don't really have to do much with it. Yeah. Um, get the salt in it. Um, yeah. The uh, the age thing about the surfing too reminded me uh, just reminded me of uh, Star Wars and like the Jedi, like too old, too old <laughs> to start the training. <laughs> so it's like they surfing, you have to start at, like a child mm. yeah like as soon as you're born you're plopped on a surfboard and then they wipe all the birth fluid off you and they push you into the waves <laughs> and that's how Bodhi was born <laughs> yes um but wasn't didn't this little kid didn't uh christopher Pettier? didn't he have a name like he had a nickname he was known as like the frog prince or something yeah he was known as the frog prince and why was that I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't have an explanation. It just says he's known as the Frog Prince. Maybe that was his first, uh, like, when he was in elementary school, in the school play, he played the Frog Prince. Mm. I don't Aww, even know. what prince. is that from a specific fairy tale? I don't even... Oh, yeah. Well, the Frog Prince will be from, you know, the princess who kisses the frog and it turns into a prince. Oh, yeah. Latin. They had the... Yeah, yeah. But the... My eye's been drawn to uh, behind him. Is this? Uh, I, th- I thought it would have been like a chart or something about uh, spiders on the beach because he's got a big picture of a spider in a circle, like a multicolored oh, circle. Weird. Yeah. And I thought like, oh, maybe this is like to warn people like you see spiders on the beach. This is the different types. <laughs> but the misspelled spider, they've spelled it with a Y. <laughs> so I'm assuming it must be yeah. like a brand or so- of some sort. Yeah, I think it is a, a brand of surfboard or surf wax or something like that. Yeah. 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 I also noticed the Oakley sticker behind him, too, and that's pretty prominent. Mm. Well, I hope to God there are not beach spiders, because is nowhere safe anymore <laughs> from spiders. Well, they're called crabs, right? Oh, 
No. <laughs> no, I guess that's a little bit different. No, that's really different. Okay. Um. So the minute continues with um. They've left the surf shop. They've left the frog prince goodbye. And then um, they're walking around with their little plastic bags. Gary Busey has his little meatball sub in a bag. And <laughs> We're just, we'll just assume it's a meatball yeah. sub. I mean, it's, yeah, judging from later minutes. We can we can guess that that would be, like, his accessory. Like, if he was an action figure, that would be his go-to <laughs> <Yes>. accessory. Um, <laughs> and it wouldn't quite fit in his hand. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. It'd be just a squished meatball sub. <laughs> I imagine he um, specifically asked for two as well. So, like, the packaging would be, like, yes. two meatball subs. Comes with two meatball sandwiches. And it's just, like, underneath that... <laughs> Two, and there's like a little symbol of his t- his two fingers prominently displayed on the package. Yes, yes. Yeah. Give me two. <laughs> that also reminds me of uh, this is this minute uh, going way back to the beginning again. We're taking forever to get through this, but uh, in the the surfing uh, when they pretend to go surfing, that is one of the main gifts that I see of this movie, and that's uh, and the meatball sub is another mm. one. <laughs> I think that's kind of uh, in some ways what signifies a cult movie if there are gifts that people all know mm-hmm. i'll be a hundred percent honest though when you guys first started talking about meatball subs in this minute i thought you guys were just doing some sort of like bit about <laughs> like improvised bit about meatball subs i had no recollection of meatball subs ever being in this movie i remember that pretty clearly uh, maybe that's just because i like meatball subs a yeah. lot and you're a vegan so i think yeah you might be out to you as much no. just in the, the blessed position of being able to sit and watch this whole movie without getting like a oh man i really need a meatball sub now <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, the, the the meatball sub messages are uh, I'm immune to them. <laughs> but this minute continues. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> move on I'll move on from the meatball subs. Um, with uh, Keanu going, why can't I walk around with the thing under my arm and act stoned and ask a few questions? Stone. Yeah, he, he puts on that voice again. Kind of, that lovely. Yeah, it's kind of like it's uh, some kind of weird meta fourth wall breaking moment because kind of like is keanu reeves doing like an impression of keanu reeves like (laughs) totally (laughs) that's yeah and that that kind of continues like he's he's a guy who you would totally cast in like if if you think like oh keanu reeves is in a surfer movie you think like oh he's gonna be the surfer Mm. but no he's an fbi agent and he has to pretend to be a surfer It's like Sylvester Stallone in Tango and Cash being the, like, straight-laced one. Mm. Yeah. You know? Just, it's the anti-type casting. Yeah. He's kind of playing against type, but then he has to play against type playing into type. Yeah. That's even, so. even like, things, um, when they mention, you know, Busey in this scene, it's like, oh, oh you know, you're the quarterback, Jack. And all this stuff. I, I can't imagine... Keanu Reeves playing American football because he seems you're too affiliated with him being like really even though you've seen him kill thousands of people on screen in high testosterone action films it's like this guy's way too laid back for you know intense testosterone driven sports you know (laughs) and very lanky like football players are huge people Mm. I mean there's different positions I guess not that I know a whole lot about football but American football I should say uh, but yeah, I definitely buy him as a surfer before I buy him as a football player. Yeah, it's almost like he didn't he could, go on uh, to do. You could almost, if there wasn't the age difference, if you swapped him and Swayze around, 
I don't know if there'd be that much of a difference. Like it's, it's kind of like yeah, 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 yeah. It really is just like Swayze's a little bit older and comes off as a little more experienced, but they they're both yeah they're kind of a similar type. They, they could both play the surfer, mm. the surfer guy. I can imagine I can imagine Swayze even a bit more because again you know I've seen him obviously in Roadhouse just with his whole th- persona yeah. is that he's a tough guy that can you know absolutely destroy people. But uh, I can I think because he's a you know he's a bit taller and he's a bit more imposing. I can imagine him as a footballer, whereas Keanu is a bit more like, nah, I just yeah. don't get the vibe from him. But yeah, yeah. Swayze's definitely played more like sort of the tough, tough as nails role. Whereas uh, the the other thing I, I uh, about that is I I think uh, Swayze comes off as a little bit more cunning than Keanu Reeves. Yeah, <laughs> like Keanu's always a little bit, you know, a little dumb mm. in his movies. <laughs> well, now this prompts the question. Are you a Swayze? Oh yeah. Or a Keanu fan? Well, that's the thing, because like, um, uh, well, are we talking about fa- like like better or specifically in this movie? Yeah. Oh, in this movie. Uh, oh, Swayze yeah. all the way, totally. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's. I think like externally, like I usually tend to go for like I like a I like a nice slicked black haircut. Like I think that looks pretty nice, and you know that that kind of thing. But. Um, and the the aesthetics of Bodhi, I wouldn't find all that appealing. But it's, it's he wins you over, man. Like it's it's the fact this whole movie is just the fact that like he's the villain, and even at the end you kind of feel for him. It's just like nah, he's, that's, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. Too, he's too nice a guy for me to hate him. <laughs> so it's yeah. There's only there's only a few parts in this movie where you kind of start seeing him like oh he's a pretty bad dude. But then even after that you're like well, yeah yeah. He's still pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has, like, you know, not to get into spoilers for minutes you'll obviously be covering, but even when he's, like, presenting Johnny with the the footage of, like, you know, he's, he's abducted Tyler, he does seem to have a genuine, like, like I hate I hate this. I hate that I have to do this. Yeah, he didn't want to have yeah. to do it. Anyway, but yeah, we'll, we'll get to that much yeah, later. <laughs> um, so let's... Uh, what oh, yes, let's this keep, keep going. So, um... So then Busey goes, well, look. Look at him. Like, some kind of tribe. And he's pointing to this tribe of surfers in the water um and he says their own language you can't just walk up to those guys you got to get out there and learn the moves you got to get in their head pick up the speech and then um keanu replies with you're trying to tell me the fbi is gonna pay me to learn to surf and then ends with Busey going it's either you it gets cut off yeah (laughs) yeah the the uh you're telling me the fbi is gonna pay me to learn to surf that would be the main trailer line if oh, this yeah. is a comedy. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird that like this this minute essentially it sets up so much of the the general premise of this film and the fact that it opened with a line of like, yeah. oh, they're they're you know they're following the money and they're they're you know going around and robbing banks and to haven't explained basically what the ex presidents are doing. And then at the end of it, it's just like, yeah. the FBI is going to teach me to learn, or going to pay me to learn how to surf. And I was like, this is basically, if you had to sum up point break yeah. in a minute, done. There you go. It's just like, that's the, that's, that's the idea. <laughs> yeah. This minute gives you all you need to know, pretty much. Anything else you guys want to say about this minute before we move on to recommendations for the week? Uh, I don't think I have anything. No, no. Like, yeah. for, for this minute, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm, I'm out. All right. Well, uh, let's go on to recommendations. Uh, Niall, do you want to? Do you have anything? Uh, I've been trying to, uh, you know, uh, 
think of things, and uh, like the thing that popped into my head it was uh, I, f- I feel bad bringing it up because it's um, it's uh, might show favoritism on uh, on my part, but it's, that's not what it means at all. Because I do have a rational a rationale behind the the pitch, but uh, on uh, our on our show, Batman at eighty nine, where we you know do the same thing you guys are doing, but we're doing it with. Uh, Tim Burton's 1989 Batman film. Um, but we have like a, a vast array of, of guests who have come on and they've all been excellent and they've all got their own little projects. And I say little, it's not condescending. They all have their own projects. <laughs> and uh, yeah. they, they you know, various, we've got a lot of other movies by Menace People and we've got, I've had you know, musicians, we've had actresses who have been in like films that people might know. Like, you know, we've got a, like, oh, these are, you know, some proper people. But uh, so a lot of their stuff you'd have to go out of your way to track. You'd have to go really out of your way to track down and uh, potentially pay to see. So I'm going to pitch uh, one of our guests who was on, who uh, is a, not affiliated with Movies by Menace, but I think uh, deserves a shout out because her content is regularly uploaded on YouTube for free. And so you can go and see her easily if you want to. Uh, it's is um, Dale Kingsmill at uh, Monarch's Factory. And basically what she does is that she does uh, mythology vlogs. And she'll tell you the stories of like ancient Greek mythology and beyond. So if you ever want to know the, the entire history of Hercules or like the Seven Against Thebes and things like that, she she comes on camera and she sits in her room and she just sort of very relaxed and a very laid back kind of quirky manner will tell you the entire story. And she'll bring up little illustrations to show you, like, this is what, you know, little cartoons that she's done, rendering it in a humorous way and things like that. And um, she's very, very good. An absolute wealth of material on the channel now because she's been at it for years and years. And uh, she's great. Like, a, if you ever want to, you know, go on something and feel like you've you've learned something afterwards, she's a, she's an excellent source for that. So uh, I'll, I'll pitch her. So Very cool. Mythology. Mm. Excellent. That sounds great. She's a storyteller? Essentially, yeah. She's just, uh, well, it kind of brought me to mind as well of, um, uh, you know, thinking about the, the, uh, the sun and the surf and the giant spider in the background there because she's Australian. And, uh, yeah, so it's basically her just sitting, you know, piece the camera. And, yeah, she just literally will go through the story. And, uh, you know, she does it in a very affable, it's just like someone like us, like sitting talking to you, telling, trying to describe what's happening in Point Break. And there's like little asides and things like that i think there was a video where she was describing something and then she randomly caught a mouse in her room and it went off in a little tangent of her going out to let the mouse out driving way down the road to release it into the woods and stuff like that so it's all a lot of like really entertaining stuff like that so uh nice that sounds very cool oh yeah highly highly recommended plus she's also on our show so um, if you like her there you you might also like batman at 89 so all right, check that out too. Yeah, that sounds awesome, Jessa. Awesome. So my recommendation for the week is going to be a documentary called "The Galapagos Affair: Satan Came to Eden," and it's this really super interesting um, "Truth is Stranger Than Fiction" kind of documentary, and it's about um, the uh, these this bunch of people in the 1930s. They're yearning for isolation and self-sufficiency, and they come um, fleeing the war in Europe, moving to the remote Galapagos Islands. 
And these are the type of people who want isolation and do not play well with others. And um, so once they are all together trying to be isolated and trying to be self-sufficient on this island, it's kind of like um, it becomes an all-out war pretty much between these people. And some really batshit crazy stuff goes down, including there um, comes a movie star. They try to film a movie. Um, People wind up mysteriously disappearing. People wind up dead. And none of the crimes are solved to this day. But you get to see some cool footage of their, like, home movies and... They try to like make their own movie at one point, and they show you get to see footage from that. It's also um, voiced by Kate Blanchett and Diane Kruger, um, and has um, just some really crazy melodrama going on. So that's my recommendation: The Galapagos Affair. Satan came to Eden. Very cool. Yeah, uh, I was going to recommend something else, but since you just recommended, uh, that re- reminded me of something else. Um, and this isn't just because you're from Ireland, Niall, but I'm going to recommend uh, Man of Aaron, oh. which is a, a old uh, silent documentary oh. um, about uh, uh, people in Ireland on the, I forget what the island just called, Aaron or uh, the Aaron mm. Islands, I think. And uh, it's it's very cool, and you get to sort of see a glimpse of, you know, uh, sort of a day-to-day life that... Uh, you wouldn't see any other way, really, if you're not from there. Yeah, I guess. yeah. And uh, there's, uh, I think it's, it's filmed in like the 20s or maybe even the teens. Uh, and um, there's a really nice, uh, the, the band British Sea Power did uh, a score to it. Beautiful score. A beautiful score, uh, sort of a post rock kind of uh, Godspeed You Black Emperor feel mm. to it. And uh, you can buy uh, a, a set of both the CD with the music and then. The DVD, which you can watch with or without the score, and uh, it's really uh, it's really interesting and quite beautiful. So, Man of Aaron oh. by British Sea Power, and uh, I forget the name of the documentary filmmaker, but and uh, there's also um, uh, that, if you know the the play The Cripple of Inishman, uh, which was on I think on Broadway with Daniel Radcliffe uh, several years ago. That is the story of uh, a, f- a fictionalized story of um, some people on the island who are there when the film is being made and he really wants to be a Hollywood star after uh, after being in the film. Oh. It's kind of uh, it's kind of funny and kind of mm. sad. So that's, <laughs> that sounds like go. typically anything to do any Irish drama or any Irish piece of fiction. It's like very funny and then it's very sad. Like it's yeah. 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 If you go to see any Irish play, that's pretty like to strap yourselves in cuz you'd be like the first half is like, oh, this is great. This is such fun. And then just get ready because there's going to be a come down <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I'm also, uh, speaking of Cripple of Inishmon, written by Martin McDonough, uh, I'm really looking forward to three billboards outside of Ebbing, oh Missouri. Gosh, yes. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm probably going to recommend it or one of us will recommend mm-hmm. it later. So I'm really yeah. excited to see yeah, that. Yeah. Look for it if you see it in a theater near you. I, th- it's really I think good. it's one of those frustrating things of the, the difference between... Uh, UK release times and US release times because I think like mm. you guys have got that coming pretty soon and it's out like sometime next year over here and it's just absolutely oh, we yeah. get that a lot <laughs> like <laughs> oh yeah that's too bad I think they've even got with the Guillermo del Toro's new one was it the Shape of Water or the Sound of Water but that that's 
the oh, shape yeah, of water. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it, seen ads for yeah. that. Too. Oh yeah, it's like, yeah, it's on the tip of coming out there, and it's like, oh yeah, it's out here in February. It's like, what? Why? Why are you oh, doing this? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, get it together, film distributors. Yeah, particularly because now in the days of like you know YouTube and stuff like that. We're going to see all these reviews coming out telling you how great it is. And it's like, okay, all right. You know, it's just like, don't rub it in. We've got another while to go here, you know. But... Like avoiding spoiler alerts from Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although I think we've only slightly got one better in the U.S. Is I think we get Marvel films like a week ahead. So it's like when, oh. uh, when Thor was released there, like it was, you guys, it was like last weekend. And we're like, I saw that like a week ago. That's <laughs> <laughs> But, all right i think that's about it for minute 14 it was minute 14 right yep okay just want to make sure uh thank you for tuning in to point break minute uh i just wanted to say you can rate review and subscribe on itunes we're also on google play now if that's your jam um and make sure you check out yeah. niall's podcast is it batman 99 is that oh correct? uh bat minutes 89 <laughs> yeah um yeah, bat, bat minute 89, 89. You actually came up with kind of a clever title. Yeah. We just did the Point Break uh, Minute. Yeah. Say, we're slightly that. worried, though, because we were planning to go through the first four. And it's kind of like... Uh, oh, really? Then we come back, I was curious about yeah, that. Yeah, but when we come back, it's going to be like, Bat Minute Returns. But then we're going to have to have, like... Do we have to change the Twitter and stuff as well? Will they allow us to alter the title? Or, like, the, and the actual um, the metadata and stuff on everything? Or are we going to just have to go oh. Bat Minute 89's colon... Batman it returns or like or what we'll, we'll yeah yeah we'll yeah. climb that hill when we get there well, hopefully I guess. <laughs> so you're you're going all the way through Batman and Robin oh yeah looking forward to it because uh, that that'll be a lot of fun oh I think. yeah I th- you wouldn't be you'd be surprised the amount of people we've had on who are like oh, I'm just dying to talk about Batman and Robin because <laughs> if, if yeah. any film has literally something wrong with like every minute of it that you can sit and go like what's this what is happening here why yeah. is, why did this occur. It's Batman and Robin. <laughs> so, yes. Oh my God, yes. Except Arnold Schwarzenegger, my favorite. Oh, he, he is. I well, he's him. he's the shining star of that yeah. movie. Oh. I think he's he, you know, makes it very watchable. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing all that. Then, uh, yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Point Break minute. Uh, anything else? No, uh, no, no, that's me. I'm done. All right. Uh, thank you. Point Break minute. Gary Busey. <laughs> Did you know about the Facebook group Point Break Minute Listener Surf Shop? Join up and talk about my movie, Point Break. Post your casting suggestions for another point remake or point out inaccuracies. You can also email the hosts at pointbreakminute at gmail.com and they might read your letter on the air. Also, be sure to rate review, and subscribe on iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. Two bricks, coming up. Woo-hoo-hoo!